Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Revitalize. Today features a very special guest in Darry Balogun, a professional hype man by his own admission and a significant part of the brains behind Vandalay Radio. We have a nice little Zoom call, large parts of which are spent praising Vandalay and its unique community spirit. We also talk a bit about the unique prosperity of being a radio station in the apocalyptic backdrop of the last two years. Hope you guys enjoy. How you doing, man? All good. Good man. Yes, sweet, sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've been you've been up at the club as much as you'd like to so far, or um, as much as I'd like to, yeah, man. Just because it's so expensive. So yeah, yeah. You're, I'm yeah. based in London, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've I've not personally been too much myself. As much as I beforehand was probably saying that I'd be going every day. Yeah. It's one of those once every two week things sometimes, isn't it? That's the thing. Everyone's like talking about like, oh, as soon as like lockdown's end, we're gonna like yeah. smash the clubs and stuff. Like, just not having the energy for it as well, yeah. man. It's it's just not sustainable at all. Yeah. Um. But anyway, um. Just just because I need to contextualize all my um podcasts for people who don't know just as much as people who know everything about what they're hearing. Um. I just wanted to. I just wanted to you to first off just describe a bit about Vandalay, um, and just have a because I'd like to just have a bit of a chat about that because I feel like it's quite um, a unique and interesting story behind it. From from what I know, at least. I mean, I don't even know. Uh, there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of things I, I'd like to actually know myself. But um, yeah. yeah, just quickly give us a lowdown about Vandalay. Yeah, it's um, like an online radio station. We like to call ourselves. Um, like uh, we started. Three years ago now, man. Jeez. Um, three years ago, um, literally just um we first like I first like approached Ollie, who I run it with, like um, because I ran for like um head of specialist music for the universe yeah, yeah. Swansea radio station, and um I lost the election, so we were, like kind of kind of asked by it, we're like, oh we'll start in like radio station yeah, and yeah. hopefully like use it to like um just because the Swansea music scene is very yeah behind um, so we thought like we'd use the station to like get people listening to hopefully better music so like more acts yeah, yeah. more variety of acts would start coming down to Swansea. Yeah and, and was Ollie was Ollie just a friend of yours or was he someone like who you knew in the in the sort of so actually, scene there was yeah I lived I so I lived with Ollie um in my final year but I'd known him all through uni like we both like had played on like um different shows in Swansea. Yeah, yeah. I ran a night in Swansea as well called Amazon that um Ollie had also played that so we were you know very yeah yeah okay cool yeah because I because I was just interested about the Swansea thing because that's probably about as far as I knew about sort of the origins but um yeah, yeah because I think yeah it's obviously got a lot to do with the origins about of of Vandalay. Um I was just wondering what it was actually like to um set something up for you know someone who's as avid of a music fan as you in somewhere where well from what you're saying is is quite a you know a bit of a wasteland for sort of yeah yeah wasteland like the wasteland the perfect description man like um it was literally like um what do you call it like we kind of failed with our like main intention because like when we yeah, first yeah. started um obviously most of the djs that we had on were all from um strictly lo-fi that like yeah, um yeah. facebook 
that Oli and myself were a part of. So that's like oh, yeah, where most of our listeners also started coming from. So like most of our listeners weren't even based in the UK. They're all like Germany, France, like Russia, yeah. the okay. States. But like hardly anyone was listening to us in Swansea. So we realized that rather than you know trying to appeal to the Swansea audience who um, yeah. are only just starting to listen to the station now, we realized it could be something bigger where we kind of use the fact that like, you know, it's a global radio station introduces like local more upcoming talent to like a global wider audience yeah okay so it actually felt like it despite the fact that it's obviously been really successful it's actually sort of technically by by its virtue not doing what it was supposed to yeah, do yeah no 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 we failed <laughs> failed dramatically in yeah. trying um, trying to get like swansea people to tune in and like get more acts i mean the biggest yeah. act we had down while i was there was like people like melody back in the day and like oh jeff yeah. is now like um um especially like the polymer so there's a night that our mates used to run as well called polymer and they actually managed to bring like joyo down they brought down That's like sick. bigger acts so like yeah yeah but that like demand when we spurred on by the fact that yeah. you know there was a radio station like none of these acts that came yeah. down ever played on Bradley. yeah so so despite despite everything you just said you from what you can um gather it's doing slightly better than what it what it had been doing when you were there yeah 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 most one million percent like um i think it's just based off you know the fact that like my i ran nights um students like it was a minority of students trying to run nights for the majority of people you know that yeah, weren't yeah. really exposed to that sort of music but yeah. i think just historically now it's evolving as well, we get a bit like spillover from Cardiff as well. So like actually yeah. playing Cardiff might play like Swansea first and then go back to Cardiff. So okay. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but you just can't take as much credit for it as you'd like, basically. Yeah, I wish, I wish, I wish I could say like Bandley was like, you know, the defining radio station yeah. that like changed the scene radically, but no, no, yeah, no, no one can listens to us around. Oh, never mind. Um, just a bit a bit extra about that. I was just wondering because um a lot of on previous episodes a lot of what i'm sort of speak about is ends up being well it's, it's to do with the pandemic but it ends up being a lot about creativity because i think the two go hand in hand or have gone hand in hand from what we've seen but just just before we even talk about that um i i don't know i just feel like it must have been it's quite impressive that you started um a radio station up in this in the sort of environment that you were you know put in and i was just wondering like did you was it kind of easier in a way the fact that you were in such a unsaturated scene because because in my head I'd think if I was doing what you were doing I'd think I'd have loads of setbacks which would be making me think this is a bad idea like this isn't going to take off but but you know like because I I went to Leeds Uni there's there's constantly a, a new promotion set up every week and from that sense it's encouraging but in a way, I was just wondering, maybe because you succeeded, whether part of it was kind of easier for you to be, in you know, inspired or or motivated because there was actually nothing going on. If that yeah, sense. definitely, definitely, man. I think um, yeah, you are right. I think because I've been in, like I went to Leeds as well for my masters, yeah. and that's one thing I noticed. Okay. Like it almost makes me shy to like talk about Bandley because there's so yeah. many there's so many yeah, yeah. stations up there as well. Like. I think it is true that, like, um, yeah, because of the absence of it, it meant, like, um, 
we had like things that would inspire us, but like they weren't direct in front of us to compare. Yeah. So for yeah, instance, yeah. like nudes, nudes is down in Bristol, and we used to like uh-huh. um go to like nudes shows. We used to like get like some of their DJs to play like um for the nights we ran. But like we were aware of nudes as like an inspiration for like what community run radio yeah. stations look like. But like yeah. we weren't in Bristol. There was no one doing what we were yeah. trying to do in Swansea. So it kind of gave us the um courage to almost yeah. go go ahead in a way because like we knew that we're filling in a space that like no one yeah. else had filled in really yeah no i mean yeah that's kind of what i imagined you'd say something along those lines but I, yeah. i'm still just quite impressed by the fact that i don't know there's facility wise you know like um pete maybe sort of response wise in terms of swansea specifically there must have been a lot of reasons to think there was no way it was even worth doing at all like let's say if it was in even more um i don't know barren or wasteland-esque of a city for music like it would be you know a, a very big task to suddenly just you know regardless of whether it created a scene or not just actually have the you know you know, it takes two to tango. You need you need the audience. You need the yeah. yeah. I'm just impressed by it. Basically, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I know. Like I know what you mean. I think like, I think it depends on objective. So, like, when we started the station, there was no real objective. There was no like, this yeah. is what we want to do. You know, this is like like even the uh-huh. idea of getting the scene and stuff came after like because the whole thing was just you know like the East Coast and Ram, they've always been don't take anything so seriously. And the only reason why we say, you know, we don't take things too seriously is because we started yeah. randomly, like, on a whim, you know, there was no, like, planning, planning, or, like, like from having the idea to start Vande and then Vande actually existing, it was probably, like, two to three weeks, man, like, yeah, like, there was no, like, um, yeah, there was no, like, you know, bigger goal or bigger objective when we first started, you yeah. just want to start, because we thought it'd be a fun thing to do, and we also thought it'd be quite funny, so yeah. that was, like, two main things. Yeah, fun and funny, definitely. Like, yeah. I think the fact that, yeah, regardless of like what, you know, what it was originally set out to do, I think the fact that it exists and the fact that, it, you know, it's, it wasn't just left at, you know, left in your uni days or whatever. Um, mm. I just, I just, pers- as, a, as a member of it myself, I'm very thankful that it exists. I think it, like, obviously, I was talking about um, the idea of oversaturated, you know, music scenes a bit earlier, but, I'm kind of like here for it when when there's a play, thing like Vandalay which just allows people to, you know, at least, you know, try and do something creative. You know, it's like it's become a bit of a community and like regardless of whether that was, you know, Swansea based or not, I think it's just quite nice how it's, uh, you know, if someone takes a plunge and, you know, contacts you guys and you guys, you know, are backing it, then they've just suddenly just, done something quite productive yeah and, and like that's one thing that's like really interesting like most of the djs that we have on the station especially when we first started and even now like it's yeah. normally their first ever radio residencies like they've yeah. never had like any experience on like online radio or radio to begin with they've never had like a mix before so it's nice to give people that like because that's one thing that it's kind of evolved into is like giving people that you know platform yeah. and we have like DJs obviously go onto the station that Ollie and I used to listen to, like Noobs, NTS, Bellamy. Yeah. Like these are all stations that we used to listen to and love. And we've had DJs leave leave us, unfortunately, or fortunately, and go yeah. on to these bigger stations. 
because yeah. you know they've had that residency, they've had time to like have their mixes heard, have somewhere a home for their mixes. So yeah, no, because yeah, in that sense, it's just it's just great because I think, um, you know, you could, you know, some of these bigger radio stations you're mentioning might never give the opportunity to someone who mm-hmm. could very much deserve it, but the fact that you guys. I don't know for, for me for instance like a few like I think about a year or two ago um just the kind of thing that I'm so glad that I that I actually ended up going for and now I just feel like you know I really enjoy the community um I went I went to the takeover which I where I had the pleasure of meeting you um which which I really enjoyed and I think like you know I'm I'm here, you know I'm here for the the Mandalay yeah. movement to continue <laughs> but, you know without it eventually i don't you know maybe it doesn't need to become like an nts where it's like a yeah. a really sort of you know feels really far away from you know ever being something that people the, the yeah, man, real people um, can achieve kind of thing exactly and that's one thing that kind of it was almost like something that kind of created conflict between like me and ollie especially like when i moved to leeds um yeah. just because i've seen like you know these massive stations like I was meeting people who were playing on NTS and on yeah, Kmart yeah. and like going down to like try and meet these people who play like Dimension and stuff. And obviously these are things I thought like, you know, that's what marks success. Like when it comes yeah. to, you know, being a DJ, like being on these stations. But like you said, it's, it's we, you know, we create our own, we, we create our own idea of success and we create yeah, like exactly. our own yeah, idea yeah. of like what our goals are. So like just the fact that like you can, like you said, have that community spirit and community feeling and have like people feel like they're part of something you know like, yeah it's not something like you do have people that like play on these bigger stations and they will never feel like a part of that station because you know the station yeah, yeah, yeah. is Absolutely. Them. but like yeah. the fact like you know, we can all like speak to each other like you all have input into how the stations like ran yeah, and yeah. like that's what like makes makes us almost different and that's what like that's what's yeah. like made us feel like you know we're doing a good job because like like yeah, you yeah. said you Absolutely. can say if you can say that you know you feel like you're part of the community then our job's like pretty much done man yeah yeah i mean yeah obviously i can't you know i can't speak for i, I can't speak for or fathom what it's like to be in those other radio stations communities but all i can go on is you know how it feels to be a part of a van- vandalay um and yeah it's a, it's a good feeling and you know it's yeah i'm, I'm here for it and I, I i can i sort of have a hunch that it's slightly more of a you know team team effort than it yeah. might be for some other ones but that's not really for me to speculate mm-hmm. until i ever you know yeah until those. you know you jump yeah. on you ask and go to like nts and then yeah but yeah just um so just to sort of split split the um conversation up a bit uh it would be good if we could hear one of your one of your tracks that you were going to play for us um uh, maybe not the um the one you you made yourself because I kind of want to speak about that sort of thing for the next yeah but one of the other two would be great um you can play the um I can't I never know how to say the it's got it's got way (laughs) yeah by Minha Tester (laughs) one second I'll have to look at the by Minha Tresteza the Tom and Tresteza Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The that, Eric Kaufman, okay, yeah, quite Portuguese, maybe. Portu- I'm not oh sure man, I have no idea where this track is from. Who knows? But anyway, <laughs> so 
so yeah we're just going to play uh vi minha tristessa um by tom and joyce and then we're going to talk a bit a bit more about um some of the pandemic related topics that we usually chat about um so yeah here it is which is about um, sort of, it's called Revitalize, which I probably haven't even mentioned to you yet. 
with a little colon <laughs> in between the re yeah. and vitalize. Re and vitalize, yeah. Uh, you know, very trendy way on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so I've got to keep it about the pandemic a little bit because it's all about um, nighttime industry, live industry, and how it can recover because it's obviously been extremely um, badly hit by the goings on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the na- the nature of you as a person with your ventures in radio and DJing, your life is obviously um quite music centric. And I was just mm. wondering how like when the pandemic, the first lockdown hit, like you know, we I'm obviously this I'm obviously leading this up to you the fact that you've created a song. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I was just wondering like it cuz f- for some people the the being creative thing for me definitely it's not something which I'm like, okay, I'm going to be inside for about two months. I'm about to spend every day doing something. For me, It's actually something which I really have to force myself to do. So I was just kind of wondering, were you instantly like, yeah, like, re- yeah, I'm motivated. I want to make some shit. Or were you, were you, did it take a while? To- oh, no, no. No, I think, um, like you said, it was a big hit. Because, like, um, for me, like, the creativity comes from everything I see and hear. They obviously yeah, yeah. be locked in your house like just kind of restricted restricted that like i'm so inspired by like hearing other djs play yeah. music and just hearing like um just hearing live music you know it's inspiring to like pick up on certain elements and like like and you want to emulate like so it was like um difficult just like knowing like even just knowing like what like you know how like um now they say like, oh, like jungle and hardcore is like being like revived and stuff. And like, yeah. there's a little, I'm in a garage with like the whole, like jungle, like throughout 2020, I had lost my grasp on like yeah, yeah. what, like, you know, music, what was like the popular music or what was yeah. like, you know, trending thing or what was the it yeah. thing. So I think it was good and bad because I think sometimes like, and I'm guilty of it as well, it's like um, when you think like something's like the it thing, like use like lo-fi as like a perfect example. Yeah. Every producer is gonna try and emulate that, you know, they're gonna be like, um, yeah, oh, I yeah. want to make a lo-fi house track now because but I feel like because we had that thing in 2020 when no one really knew what was yeah, yeah. it, you know, like you could really like develop and form your own sound and have like confidence in your own sound because again, like, you're not comparing it to anything. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting you say that. Yeah. I mean, because I like I've obviously, yeah, I mean not obviously, I I've kind of you know always dipped my toes in producing and things like that but um despite having you know a complete year of possibility where I could have you know entered it a bit deeper and and like really sort of sat down and like taught myself all the intricacies I just I don't know it just kind of passed me by and I think that's something which I'll be a bit annoyed about in hindsight but um just in terms of I mean the funny thing is, like, with a lot of the previous guests I've had on, the pandemic was, like, it stopped everything in their tracks because of the nature of what they do. It, a lot of it being live-related. Live um, but the, the funny thing about Vandalay is that, I guess, radio as a medium is the kind of thing that can thrive in a lockdown. So I was just, I was just wondering, that, like, was that... Were you just, like, rubbing your hands, like, you know... This oh, is, man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I always think, like, the pandemic is probably the best thing that could have happened to us. Because, yeah, like, yeah. especially when you, um, we're, like, an online radio station, but we also don't have a studio. So, okay, obviously, yeah. a lot of the stations, their studios closed as well. Yeah. 
when like your first like initial wave have and like our listener rate like pumped up like incredibly high because like again most of our DJs on the roster or like you know upcoming DJs they might have like a controller at home as opposed to you know renting the studio full kit so like we had consistent radio shows we had like more interest and people want to do like radio shows to the point where like I think we're getting like the highest listener rates like we've ever gotten and like we're just able to continue to build on that like really weird like how like we could have just turned that because obviously like when the when the first lockdown hit there was a lot of like um you know negative feeling because of yeah. like the fact that like live music as a DJ as an other producer like most of your income has really been hit but like just being able to like again be there for people and I think that's where that community thing really came in because yeah, even definitely. for the roster like we did so many um like collabs with other like stations like collabs with like other brand like just kept reaching out to people that we like worked with before just to like keep that community feeling going and just really helped me yeah. as well like to stay positive and just know like absolutely yeah. people going through what we're going as well uh-huh yeah I mean like some of the yeah that's that's all very interesting um and just like thinking about some of the things I've asked um previous guests in terms of what the time meant for them despite the fact that you've obviously been much more hard at work because of the nature of the radio I still kind of I don't know I'm kind of interested was in what whether the time for you was still a time to like think about I don't know maybe were, were you thinking about how Vandalay could be different like because I think a lot of the a lot of the um people who've who I know who've done who do like live shows and things like that they the lockdown came and then they were like right let this is a chance for us to sort of meditate on how you know how the how the thing we're doing could be better because we've got all this you're just kind of sat there all the time and obviously you know it's not like you just sit in a room doing radio all day you you know you have you have you know you do other things and I was just wondering like did it kind of mark any sort of the beginnings of any new ideas with Vandalay was it was it more like just same of the usual you know if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of thing yeah, I think um, not really new ideas per se, but I think like it really made us like form our identity as a station. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Um, it really just made us, you know, focus more on like not only like you know on the shows itself, but like the values of the station itself. Like obviously the pandemic, like what that kind of triggered was like people had time to like kind of think about like the system, the world they live in, and like yeah, yeah. one of the main reasons I think like we had like like you know when the Black Lives Matter matter protests happened and like we had so many protests like it's because people had that time to like think about like you know like the world we live in like it's it's bad like the world we can't we're not satisfied i was something that you know i um had thought and ollie and i always like talked about this you know like um just in terms of like society and how like unfair it is and how like discriminatory it is but it's not something that we communicated through like van day before we never really like stood up for anything yeah, when we yeah. came to Vandalay, we always saw, like, as, like, a radio station, we should really talk about, like, music. So it really just gave us the boldness as well for, like, yeah. just to, like, you know, be able to speak about these things as a radio station as well, like, yeah. and just like, develop our own identity as a radio station as well. Yeah, that's really interesting because, yeah, I guess because, like, it was a strange timing for something like Black Lives Matter to happen because, I guess, 
it was so difficult to work out people's intentions with a lot of their um you know activism online because i guess there's the idea of virtue signaling but yeah. which which i which i do agree is something which kind of became a problem with some of the ways people would address things as on instagram and, and whatnot yeah but actually in you know now that i think about it from what you're saying i guess um the nature of the fact that everyone was indoors and they kind of like reevaluating the sort the sort of the fact that you know maybe they were missing missing a trick definitely with yeah. maybe not with individuals sat, sat there retweeting things but for for yeah. um for a, for an establishment like vandalay like you know it's 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 worth having a, a think and you know you know thinking about how you could you know address these problems because obviously you are a platform um you know to to your listeners to your community to anyone new who comes across you so yeah it's interesting that, when you say that because because you had um there were there were it was a sort of was it a weekend or so where everything was you know off off schedule yeah so um when like um people were doing like um blackout i think it was like blackout tuesday or something where people were like yeah, placing yeah. so we like uh decided we weren't going to participate we we're just gonna um get rid of like all the shows that were being played fill yeah. out there in our weekend and then just play like lectures and um yeah. there's anything that could give people more information for while also trying to like raise money for um the NAACP. um uh -huh. yeah i think like you said like because people were sat down like before before like the pandemic like you finish work you either finish work go home or go out but like by the time you get home you're so exhausted the last thing you yeah, want to yeah. do is ever like question question anything you're so like your brain just so beat so like it was just like having that period of reflection just led to that yeah, like yeah. higher race political consciousness yeah and yeah that's why like it just made us more more vocal about stuff that we'd normally be vocal to like each other like it was something Ollie and I constantly used to talk about like, before the yeah. but like just knowing like I guess it was also just based off the fact we had more listeners as well so you know really spread the message absolutely that, that yeah that's really interesting you say that because I yeah obviously you know for forgive me i you know when th those sorts of ish things are like kind of in the past you you can forget about them and obviously that yeah, the, yeah the lockdown has been like felt like one sort of strange sort of period of limbo where you know it it feels like a, a few days it feels like a 10 years kind of thing yeah um but yeah no i remember that and i remember thinking because it, it's just a weird one because you know all of a sudden you've got people putting up all these black squares and you know yeah, you, could be, yeah. you could be you could be excused for thinking that that was like the right thing to do you know maybe it is maybe it isn't but i guess the fact you know it takes it takes a lot to not only just be advocating you know the you know the movement but kind of actually thinking about how how it's conveyed um and you know the fact that you guys did were doing something different um made me definitely think about how i interact with the information and also like mm -hmm. you know move that information on to other people um, yeah so yeah that's really interesting but um just going back to what uh you were talking about a bit a bit earlier just because obviously you you know when when i was asking for some music from you 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 sent me a, a tune of your own um just because that yeah. was something which you were kind of you know I, I know you've dabbled with it in the past like there was there was um 
you've got you've got some more music on your Spotify. I know you've definitely got one on the on the first compilation, yeah, the Valentine yeah. one. But yeah, just tell us about that, like a bit. How long have you been producing? Yes, it, like, I, yeah, I started producing before I started um, DJing. Actually, okay. Um, like I started producing when I was like 16, 17. Yeah. And um, literally, I think um, I bought Flume's album, the one with like Hyper Paradise and all those like, uh, yeah. yeah, and like it came with like a free trial version of Ableton as well as like stems oh, really? of um, nice. holding on um, and like two and Hyper Paradise as well. Yeah, yeah. like I think the first song I ever released was this like really horrible edit of like <laughs> holding on, it was like meant to be like an ambient edit of holding on, and I put out my SoundCloud. <laughs> And like I was like DJing, I had like different names, and then I started yeah. DJing when I got to uni. But like um, I never really started like producing um, like properly till I was like in my like twenty one in like my third year of uni, just because yeah. I spent so much like time DJing and like getting into like what like the sound I liked. So I yeah, spent so much time just like you know figuring figuring things out. So I reached my first EP with. Um, 30 year records um in 2019 i think yeah yeah in 2019 and um 2019 or 2018 yeah but like my output is just so inconsistent now. and i think yeah, again yeah. it really like the lock that's when the lockdown really like kind of halted my progress a bit yeah because yeah. i plan to release so much but like just not being able to hear music not being able to like yeah. sound yeah. it with people and like test it like test it like in live um experiments as well because, yeah. like my music's very um ambient and like down tempo like it's still house but like you know it's like not designed for people to dance to so yeah, yeah. normally i'd like, just play with my mates if they're like hanging around or something just to like test it out and see like people's live yeah. reactions so just not being able to do that didn't even need confidence to release any music yeah that's interesting because yeah i was i was kind of not expecting it to go that way with because I, I i don't know i assumed yeah for, for someone who's already like an established producer in terms of you know whether you'd call yourself that you know the fact that you can make a you make a, a decent song um i would have thought i don't know i would have thought that as soon as lockdown hits it's just every day eight hours bash out, a, bash no, out man. but it's just kind of the opposite like you you know when you're when funnily enough i guess when you're when you have the freedom to go outside you you know you're constantly soaking up all of these yeah inspirations and then you just choose to lock yourself in 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 the evening exactly. or whatever yeah. but then when you're actually exactly. locked in and you don't have the choice yeah. you kind of you know you're you know you run yourself dry a little bit yeah 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 like that's the thing like the absence of like stimulus the absence of like you know yeah these triggers like you just get from moving around then you get sat at home like majority of yeah. the day absolutely Okay, so do you want to just quickly introduce that track and then we just have one more bit cool. at the end? Yeah, so the song's called um, My Love Feels. I worked on it with the amazing producer Stullet. Um, I think we released it end of October 2020. And yeah, it's Stullet did a hell, hell of a job. Like I said, like the loosest stems ever. And like he <laughs> just came back. <laughs> came back with like a masterpiece. So like stuff. literally like the only song that I've ever made that's got more than like, 10k plays and i purely oh, think it. oh well don't sell yourself short but but yeah <laughs> yeah um okay enjoy guys um be back in a moment
So yeah, I guess, you know, you guys have, you know, have become far more than just a radio station in the, you know, years that you've been up. Um, and we've obviously spoken a lot about how your identity has changed. But now that the pandemic's more or less over, I just wanted to talk to you a bit about um, the sort of the, the, the takeovers you were doing or, you know, that I was involved with myself at, at Nextdoor Records. And, you know, was this something you all, you guys always wanted to do? Was this kind of like opportunistic based on the fact that Nextdoor Records exists and places like that are starting to pop up? Yeah, so um, like I've always had this idea for like this thing called um, Good Music Club. So the idea of like um, playing, like people just like come together to like appreciate music. Like I, one thing I, like obviously like you have to pay respect to the DJ when it comes to like the skills and the like collection. Yeah, yeah. But I think um, in a club environment, like there's a lot of attention to, you know, maybe like the drop of a track. There's a lot yeah. of attention to, you know, the skill of the DJ. And a lot of times like you might not get a chance where you might hear like a whole track. Yeah, or even yeah. like more like um, organic stuff, like depending on what clubs you're going to. So Good Music Club was just like a way of getting DJs to like really showcase their selection skills. Yeah. So um, we had like um, a residency in 2018, uh, this um, behind this wall. And um, I think it was in Peckham. And like, I think we did it like three times. And um, it was like just amazing because like, all it was was like me and um, Oskins, who um, used to play on Van Lee, used to go down to this um, like listening, like a listening bar, and they had the same yeah, system, yeah. same um, speaker system that Joy Division used to like record their first album. Oh, like really? the system in there was like incredible. Like the owners had like links to like plastic people. Like you oh, just had like, a lot of history, a lot of history yeah. in the room. So um, yeah, we had that for a while, and then it just kind of fell off. Already started doing it in Bristol, but like it was really shapeless. Like we didn't back then. We didn't like it wasn't called Good Music Club. It wasn't like called anything. We were just like, uh -huh. doing these um, residencies. So when like um, the pandemic kind of hit, I had like a lot of time to like think about like what I wanted it to look like and what I wanted it to like um, you know be. So that's where the name Good Music Club came from. That's where like the, the focus really came from. So. Um, I um, ended up going down to Nextdoor Records, um, I think, because 1800 Girls was playing. Um, oh, yeah. he, so he's played on Van Lake before. So I went down to go see him. And I just like love the venue because, like, yeah. not only did like, is it a sick venue, but they're also like, in behind, like, we share the same ethos as brands, you know, like, very community led. Um, just like, again, not taking things too seriously, very personable. So, yeah, like, yeah. When we reached out to do a residency, like immediately, like it was something that they were interested in. So, yeah, like it's been. I think we've done two so far, and yeah, it's been. Um, it's just been amazing to like have that space yeah. to like you know watch that vision come into life, man. Like absolutely, like something that Ollie and I have been talking about for years. Like just oh, having, yeah, brilliant. yeah, having this like um space where like people can come and like play music and then there's like a lack of, you know, judgment and almost like a comfort yeah. to it as well. Yeah. It's like the same way you'd like go to your mate's house and like maybe listen pop a playlist. Yeah. yeah, you just listen to tunes. It's like being able to do that like at a spot like next to records is amazing. Yeah, no, cause yeah. Cause I guess that the duality of it um, for me 
is kind of exactly what you've just described, which is that, um, well, f- you know, first and foremost, the, I think the community aspect of it works, you know, brilliantly in terms of the, the idea of being able to, well, I get, you know, for, for me, in my experience, when, when I did it a few weeks ago, it was like the fact that I could meet some, some of the people on, on the roster, which was great. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. really fun, and then, yeah, the, and then just kind of meet you, obviously. But then the uh, the thing you were sort of alluding to before you started going, um, you know, speaking a bit about that was the fact that it's like, you know, not you're not just dance music. Like the fact that yeah. you know you you know you kind of you branded it to the roster as you know organic stuff, which and like down tempo, which is something I'm really into and I feel like there's not there's just never really an opportunity to you know mix those kinds of things like like for me a dream of mine would be to like just I don't know just DJ at restaurants and like yeah like yeah or like at like or like the 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 bigger picture would be like you know you know like beach bars in Ibiza or something like how a lot of the sort of chill out music you know was born in in the 90s whatever The, the idea that you can just you know it's not as um it's not as all about you it's not as you know ego you know about your ego and you know everyone's watching exactly. it's just kind of like exactly. you're sat there playing some some nice music you love and it's setting a setting the the tone of the room and what yeah. and whatnot so that that for me is what instantly attracted me to it and i was like i need to get involved with this like there's no way i can let an opportunity like this go by but then you know it ended up you know when i got there i kind of and now that now that you know i'm seeing how it's gonna continue to go you know hopefully as regularly as possible the yeah the second the secondary benefit of it in terms of just like you know encouraging people to feel welcome to you know come and play someone some of these you know like and the fact that you guys are you, you know you, you put on the chat that you you know you want to get extra people down anyone who's interested like you know how many how many stations are going to be that that you know generous to someone who might who, who like despite being an amazing dj just might have never had an opportunity like that before yeah yeah and that's the crazy thing like um like firstly like you said like a great opportunity to be the roster because we're all online yeah. so like like i'd never met like you i never met sachi yeah i yeah. never met um ewan like i never met like obviously i talk to you guys quite regularly yeah. like yeah, yeah. so like it's great to meet me and like like you said like because i remember like when i first tried to get a gig and like it's yeah. so hard like you know, is, to get yeah. a first set, regardless of where it is you know so like again like as open as we are like with people coming onto the station the same way one is open with the residence itself like yeah whoever like you know we feel like just aligned with us you know like gets yeah. down the same way like we like to get down like why why not as opposed to you know always like hogging the spotlight as well and saying like yeah no definitely i mean that being said i i still want i still want to have a spot on the next one because i I just enjoyed it so much i I want i I, you know i'm obviously here for it for you know we need to get as many people down there as possible everyone deserves a go but i don't know i think your your crack pie was so delicious (laughs) (laughs) i was that was my first time having crack pie i was just kind of like for for as as foods go, that the first time you have crack pie, probably similar to the first time someone has crack, it's just kind of like, yeah, probably, you know, probably, what, probably. What, the, what the fuck is this? This is incredibly delicious. Um, yeah, man. 
that's crazy. Like, it's one thing as well that like, we're trying to like incorporate because, like, myself and Ollie, we're like really into cooking. Like, yeah. soup, like, always been really into cooking. So it's just like, how else can we, like, you know, combine everything yeah. like, that we care about, like, into like one thing? Like, good music club is like, because, like, yeah. it's not even like, it's real artwork. Like, the artwork is our mate Guy, who's like yeah. an amazing artist. Like, he's shown art, like, Chelsea Town Hall and stuff. Like, again, like, the fact that I can, like, bake stuff and, like, bring it down, yeah. like, the fact that everyone can play music is, like, everything that we're interested in can, like, really combine. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that's true, actually, because I think, I mean, it, you know, it kind of, as much as we'd like things like this to exist more, it kind of relies on the existence of places like Next Door Records, which are a bit, a bit unique in how they're run or, you know, what they have to offer. But there's, I guess, like, I don't know, that the, there's endless possibilities to how, you know, you can turn in a, a sort of an event on its side a bit. And I guess yeah. despite the fact that I'm obviously happy for, you know, like I'm ha- I'm happy with a saturated scene in terms of it's great for everyone to get a chance. It, it, it's nice when people do something a bit different, you know, just like yeah, whether man. it's the music, whether it's just like, I don't know. Cause I've been, I've been to, I don't know if you, when you were in Leeds, you ever went to one of the, listening parties they had at belgrave where it's just like yeah yeah yeah, just yeah, sitting, yeah. you just sit in a dark yeah, room and they just play yeah. an album and it's just yeah, things like that yeah. It doesn't yeah it doesn't always have to be like an event with a bunch of white djs white male djs yeah. you just you just play all the same music and then it's over and no one really had a good time yeah exactly man and that's one thing that like i think um things like like this idea of like you know these listening sessions are really turned into yeah. like some of them is like um, almost like massaging that person's ego, you know, like validating their taste by like only yeah. like oh, we're all gonna come together to listen to this one Absolutely. album that I really like, Absolutely. and like we're not gonna listen to anything else, and we're not gonna hear like the taste of other people. Like I went to um, Joint Steps when they're still doing it in Hackney, and like that was like the perfect example of that turned around on his head because John Gomez was DJ, and that guy's like a killer DJ. And like, but like the focus wasn't on the fact, oh my God, John Gomez is DJ. Like yeah, the focus yeah. on like, this guy playing like killer selections, killer yeah. selections and like letting the tunes run out, like so willing to talk about the music as opposed to, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. saying, oh, like, I, I love this. So you have to listen to this, like uh-huh. listen to the audience as well. So like, yeah, that's one thing we try to emulate a lot. Like that same ethos for Good Music Club as well, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, because I like, because obviously, I, I am I'm very I'm very forgiving of the fact that like when people are DJing they can, you know, it's it's obviously a fun thing to do. You know, you you gotta take the opportunity when it comes. But there is a bit of a you know, an ego thing with the you know, you, you you're not actually like I don't know, sometimes being in situations where you're playing alongside someone and you know, back to backing so to speak, but it doesn't yeah. feel like you know, it's just not no one's really listening to what the other person's playing. And it's just a bit like, you know, you, if you were given the opportunity, you'd much rather this be a set with just you playing. But then that's not always how it ends up being. Like I, I felt really like when, when I went down to next door, that you and the other DJs who were there were just actually like, I actually just want to hear what everyone else is playing. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm genuinely yeah. like, I actually want, I actually would rather, like, if I like for me, for me, I'm not, I'm not a, a big DJ or anything. I, I literally just can mix and i like enjoy it but for me like if you know if i'm ever at a party or or just literally any situation where that that would be something that's happening it's just 
if someone's doing a good job, I just want to, I don't want to go and take yeah. from them. Yeah. I want to, I want to fucking hear what they're going to play next. And yeah, that's what exactly. I feel like that's, that's what like good music club, you know, encourages in the, in the sort of, in how it, how it's, you know, in the way it works and things like that. Yeah. And I think, like you said, we're really lucky because like everyone that came down to yourself, like again, it's like that lack of, you know, that lack of ego, that lack of like, I don't care about what the person playing before me is playing. I just want to play when, like, it's my set. I don't, I don't care. Like, like, yeah. especially when you think about like, like Sachi and we were both played. Sachi had like her boiling debut literally. Yeah, week that looks, that looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, like, that's the thing that's crazy. Is like, she like she would still like like you think like there are people would say, oh gosh, why did I go play down like a record yeah. shop in like um Shepherd's yeah, Bush? Yeah. Or, like, when, like I, I got boiling on Thursday. Like, but like. Just like leaving, leaving yeah. all that idea of status and like you know, Absolutely. ego. And like, yeah, it's crazy, man. That, like, was, and that was yeah. The fact that like they yeah, like you know they were not remotely like I kind of found out about that after meeting them and you know there was no yeah. air of like high horse about it. Yeah, was, you know they were you know they were like you know shout out to Sachi and Riva by the way. Just yeah, um, really, really big <laughs> shout like they, you know the fact that they were just so humble and you know really excited to hear other people's music and yeah um, and then obviously when they you know when it's their turn hop on play some some killer and then yeah and then when they played they <laughs> shelled as well like, yeah, like yeah, absolutely yeah. i had to shazam a couple yeah. and i was very yeah. i was not shying away from shazam then. um but yeah shout out to them too um who just had a, a boiler room for yeah man it, i literally went to an eight asian Asian yeah, daytimers because they're both part of um I think we were actually part of, part of the team that runs it. Yeah. Um daytimers. Um yeah man, like honestly, just shout out to both of them. Like they've they, they like they've inspired me, man. Like yeah. really like I remember being down there and just like that sense of community that they had at their boiler yeah. the daytime boiler is like something that we've strived, we like strive to have around them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um so just quickly before we finish off um i'm guessing there's not in terms of future plans for vandalay it's more like we kind of covered it it's more same of this you know same of the stuff you're doing right now there's nothing there's no no sort of you know plans i don't know about in the works or anything it's just you know more more of the good music club and things like that yeah so um yeah let's just keep um good music club going um we've also got our va it's just been yeah. constantly delayed okay. Yeah, coming out before the end of the year <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like um literally like the biggest focus for us now is like because like we've realized you know like we're a radio station and we can't we can't do it all like we can do yeah. like good music club we can do like but like we really just want to collab with other people that can you know fill in the spaces where yeah. we lack like obviously we have some experience like doing events but like yeah. Most of our club nights have been like in collab with other people's club nights. So it's just like looking for other brands, other platforms that like share the same values that we do that we can like collab with. And we've reached out to a couple already, a couple yeah. of th things in the pipelines in terms of just like events, um, yeah. collabs, hopefully merch. Oh, nice. So yeah, just, yeah fingers, fingers crossed. Busy, busy, yeah. busy times ahead. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was just, just finally, um, because obviously this is, you know, the idea of this podcast kind of like stimulate discussion, encourage people to think about these these things that we've spoken about and beyond. But um, 
there's a charity called NTIA, which is Nighttime Industries Association. They're just, you know, they're, they're part of this move, this Save Nightlife movement. Um, and obviously, you know, you guys aren't nightlife, so to speak, even though you do dabble, but you're very synonymous with that, 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 that those, you know, terms in the fact that in the music you play on your radio and stuff. But um, so that, that, that's, you know, one thing. But I was just kind of, for people who, I don't know, for me, me myself as well, like how, 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 can people help Vandalay stay afloat? Because it's obviously not, it's not the kind of thing that, you know, you know, you it's, it's not like, you know, it's not a non-profit organization. It's not like, it's not, yeah. it's something which needs, you know, needs help yeah. where it can get, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, so like um, where the thing is like, um, because like how other radio stations are mostly set up is like their roster. So yeah. they'll end up like maybe having like a subscription fee. So they'll pay like, what, like 20 pounds and now go to like maybe, having equipment to use to record their shows yeah. but because we, we like we run off donations primarily and then yeah. all you like kind of top up the rest so like i guess like the thing is man like like the same thing for the nighttime um association like when it comes to like supporting you know nightlife and stuff like there's nothing better than just going you know just attending like yeah. the same way like, i if i wanted to support my mates night i'd go and i wouldn't necessarily yeah. like ask guests even though i know it's like yeah, maybe, yeah. I still like buy a ticket and stuff. So it's the same way we ask like people like if they want to support us, you know, come to our events, like donate yeah. when you can. Like even really bad at asking for asking for donations. I think it's yeah, just yeah. out of pride as opposed it's to. It's a hard thing to ask. It's a hard thing. Yeah. To ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, donate to us if you want. Um, but yeah, we'd rather like find ways to like, you know, generate income and then get people to like, you know, like so whether it's like buying tickets or even like having merch and like people buying merch, like you know. I'd rather encourage yeah. people to do that than to blindly donate because, like, we're lucky because yeah. we, we're, we're not, like, a bunch of live DJs that, you know, like, lost all our income throughout the yeah. pandemic. That's I true, have a yeah. full-time job. Ollie has a full-time job. So, like, Van Day for us has always been, like, a passion project. So it's almost yeah, unjustified yeah. to ask people to, you know, just blindly... I see what you mean, yeah. Cash, yeah. Time. At the same time, please give yeah. us money. If, you're, like, <laughs> what your basis, if, you're back, if you're backing it, then, you know, back it with your chest yeah time. yeah yeah exactly exactly like it's like like even like for us like even just like things like posting our stuff on story like telling yeah. telling your mates are like because like you like people don't realize like it will get to the point where like where like our like purpose as like a station where like if our like exposure is big enough we don't actually have to ask people for donations anymore yeah. we can like work with brands and work with like because i work in like um i work for uh marketing agency and like one thing i noticed like once you get to a certain level like brands will always choose to like you know brands want to give back brands want to like have yeah. that cool factor about them and that's why they work with like brands like vanley and brands like boiler and etc so like it's just like you know pumping us to that level like whether it's like fucking sharing our posts liking our stuff telling your mates to like listen to our streams like social currency is real currency it's almost the that's, same as real yeah. currency so, yeah, no, that makes sense, man. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was a really great chat, actually. Um, that's pretty much everything. Yeah, I wanted to, wanted really to cover. It. yeah, yeah. Man, I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, I didn't want it to be too much of a an interview. <laughs> like I kind of it just it's nice to have a chat because I don't you know yeah. yeah I chatted to you chatted to you a bit at the at the takeover, but um you know it's just yeah it's just an, again um, goes back into that community thing. You know you're just kind of willing to you know do a do me a favor 
but uh, <laughs> pulling through on this. But um, but yeah, um, do you want to just finish off by... We're gonna we're gonna yeah. blast this conversation, man. We've never it's done it. Absolutely, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, do you want to just quickly introduce your last song? I think it's the I'm DDB cool. song. Yeah, the last song's um, Urban Jab by DDB, just because fucking I'll never get tired of this song. I like listening to this song pretty much every day in lockdown, man. Yeah, there's that's the, that's one thing about lockdown is that your favorite songs get about a hundred times more plays than they were. Yeah, man, like I like literally, like, I, like when you asked me to like pick songs, I just looking at like, my top tunes for like 2020, like yeah. like you know, like all the songs I listened to in lockdown, and I literally found up jam like clock man I, I still listen to this song pretty much every day yeah and i like <laughs> gosh man shout out ddb bro shout, shout out i'm ddb indeed um so yeah here it is urban jazz and uh thanks so much for chatting to me Dari. um cool, man. hopefully see you soon yeah man see you the next one fingers crossed okay, so really so really right now i've got a stun on everyone because this is my comfort zone Will I be made of it for the first time I'm